Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And this is 51 First Dates, a podcast about dating, if you hadn't guessed it from our title. Uh, We are here to make you feel better about dating or not dating or whatever. And we're so grateful you joined us. Today, we have a very exciting episode. Wow. I am on one. Liza. Sorry to just kind of steamroll. No, we're both psyched. We're both fangirling. Today, we have an interview with Bree Springs from The Bachelor. She was on the most recent season. You know her as the most mellow, beautiful, together contestant in Bachelor history. I was like incredibly excited to talk to her, and she is exactly how you want her to be. She's so smart, so calm, so grounded, so so like wise and together. And um, we had a great conversation with her. We talk a little bit about The Bachelor, but we also talk just a lot about dating and what her dating style is and what it's like to date post-Bachelor and you know, asked a little bit about the drama and some of that stuff too. But um, we're really, really excited for you to hear that conversation with Brie in just a little bit. Yeah, I've got to say, Brie, you are amazing. We are so grateful to have you. And you are genuinely cooler. And you had a, a pretty good edit. But like you are even cooler and more delightful and kind. And I was just... Gosh, it means that, Liza, we, we had good instincts in watching this reality show. We were like, we want to be friends with her. And I think we were right. She's very cool. We definitely focus on dating versus The Bachelor. So if you don't watch the show, you will enjoy. And if you're new here, welcome. We're so happy to have you. Um, this podcast started as a dating project. I, Kimmy, went on a whole bunch of dates. And we have subsequently have had other daters go on a whole bunch of dates. Um Spoiler alert, we keep having people find relationships. Wow, dates equal relationships sometimes. Um, so yeah, check out our latest episodes with Carlin, our, our latest dater, who is truly the funniest, coolest human. Her and Brie, the funniest, coolest. We are so lucky. Um, but, Tied for first. <laughs> before we get into our interview with Brie, we're going to, you know, we're going to calm down. I personally am going to calm down for a second and we're going to talk about our normal content consumption corner, except it's not going to be that normal this week. Um, We're going to talk about a listener question that's super relevant. And yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be popping. And um, yeah, we're we're thrilled if you're new here, as Kimmy said. And we are, um, as many podcasts are, trying to navigate the world of COVID and how that works with dating. But we, as people are getting vaccinated, are getting used to back to our normal format, which is we have a regular dater going on first dates. And as Kimmy said, that's Carlin right now. She comes on, talks about a first date anonymously and kindly. We recap it. We ask her tons of questions about it. And we try to make dating a more fun, positive space. And we also talk a lot about therapy and our feelings and insecurity and the patriarchy. Yes, we we cover it all here. <laughs> One review that was left for us once called us a, a feminist fireside chat that we'd evolved into that. And like truly, mwah, chef's kiss, that is extremely kind to us. Um, but we'd like to be that. So we're striving for it. <laughs> In dreams. Um, Liza, before we hop into our consumption corner, I want to ask you a question about that that's relevant to Brie and all of the cast members of Matt James' Bachelor season who are hanging out in New York and being the cutest ever. Chelsea, Piper, Kit. Um, Brie, all of them. Who am I missing? You saw a bunch of them out, actually. I had dinner next to um, Piper, 
Brie, no, oh my God, not Brie. She was not there. Piper, Kit, Chelsea, and Abigail. And, you know, of course I like didn't say anything because I don't want to fucking bother anyone ever, but I was internally freaking out. I was having dinner with a friend who did not watch The Bachelor and I was like, do you not understand? Like, this is a big deal, (laughs) whatever. And she was just like, no, like it's, it's fine. And if Um, you were like Liza's friend who doesn't watch, I will just say this was like a uniquely awesome, um, cast of women and I think they got a weird edit because of a couple dramatic characters but this these women have been hanging out in New York and posting like you know have you like I found these friends in this journey for love just really sweet things and also just like have you ever hung out with your exes other exes and Liza I wanted to ask you because I don't know this about you oh it's sort of do but maybe there's a secret I don't know have you like been friends with any of your exes or even Jeff your current partners exes Okay, so I have not. I am very, very close friends with an ex's sister, which is kind of strange Mm -hmm. for all three of... It's really strange for all three of us. I was friends with her before we started dating and met him sort of through her. But since we've broken up, her and I have gotten really, really close. (laughs) And, you know, it's just truly weird for all three of us. And I feel bad about it. But also, like, she's a delight. And, you know, sometimes these things happen. Um, But I... I know a lot of Jeff and I went to college together, but didn't date in college. Mm -hmm. So I know all of his college exes. I know like a bunch of girls he hooked up with in college. Like we all went to school together. We were in the same relatively small program together. So it's weird to me. Occasionally I'll bring somebody up from college and he'll kind of go dark for a second. I'll be like, did you hook up with her? And I'm like, yeah. You know, it's just like, it's just a weird phenomenon to be like, yeah, I knew her. Like, I did this thing with her. I went to this place with her. Like, I, you know, I was in a play with her. We were a theater majors. LOL. Sorry. It's a LOL. weird thing. Well, I mean, um, we have a he, podcast. They definitely know we were both theater majors. I know, right? He was smart enough to double major. I could never quite get it together for that. Um, But, he, but yeah, so it's, but it, it's weird because it doesn't, I'm super not a jealous person, but it's strange and it's strange to know like oh there's a chance I'm gonna see these people in the wild like I still you know we there's still meetups of our of Ugh. our major and in like it's just very possible that I could encounter any of these people and it would make me feel weird to be like hey I'm engaged to this guy you like had sex with once in college you know it's just like a bizarre <laughs> feeling um but no, I'm not like friends with any exes exes. What about you? I mean, I don't have any proper exes, but I think about meeting, you know, my current boyfriend's exes. And I literally look at me. I can't make words into this microphone. It just gives me the heebie-jeebies. I'm a tiny baby. I'm a jealous asshole. I don't know what else to say. Um, I, I just, I think it would be really fun, however, to like, be on a show like The Bachelor or even if you weren't on a show just be like there's some girl power involved I feel like to being like hey we all found each other you know like totally there's a version of this where it's like I probably like through a friend of a friend could have connected you know six degrees from someone who had hooked up with someone I had dated in New York or vice versa it would be nice to bond about that I'm I'm thinking yeah um but yeah I don't really have that experience but it's just so sweet the way this crew of women is hanging out um, in New York. I also I love, love it. It's really heartwarming. Yeah. I know. It's like, it's very, very fun to see them out and about and yeah, at places that I've been. And I don't know. It's funny because like, I feel like they're, um, 
it's like, you know, a close degree of separation, even though like definitely not. <laughs> we, we do not have any <laughs> friends in common. Um, yeah, you know. But it's it's thrilling. They're like a good. Ugh, they're such a good. Uh, this is always my favorite thing when when girl women from The Bachelor like bond in, especially yeah. like you know when some of the you know shenanigans that go down on The Bachelor go down. Um, however, speaking of content, let's do consumption corner, which is going to be short because spoiler. We're recording this intro like two days after we recorded our last intro, so I haven't watched anything new. Yes, Liza is correct. Um, same. I am actually like, have I watched anything at all this week? Which would be a feat for me, actually. Uh, so Liza, instead, I really just want to tell you, as I just embarrassingly told people on our Instagram, like I fully did the thing that influencers do, where you talk to the camera. Except that I'm not an influencer and I don't know how to talk to the camera and it took me seven tries. And oh my God, influence it's them. still terrible. But I basically, so I took to the camera on Instagram because I really need you all to consume Liza's latest uh, newsletter in our Substack, Precious Gems, which I'll never be able to say beautifully because of the way my mouth moves. But it is excellent. She interviews her man, Jeff and it's so funny it's better than my interview the first I don't think that's true at all like zero percent true I think yours was so much better and actually had like helpful information whereas Jeff was just like I don't know like I wouldn't do that and I'm like okay but say more like well let us just suck each other's dicks Liza we're gonna go back and forth forever this is an issue we have in our friendship however it's great I want everyone to read it right now and I do think there's something really comforting about Hearing from, you know, some street dudes dating in the world and what their, you know, their vibe is. And it's not always what those crazy 90s, sorry, not crazy, wild, outlandish 90s books tell you um, they're thinking. But Liza, I did notice a thread that both of our interviews had in common where we are, you know, with very, very upstanding, lovely gentlemen they both didn't seem to understand all the insecurities that come with dating. They were both like, it's, it's easy. Insane. <laughs> it's insane. I'm cla- I'm sorry, I'm clapping, which is very <laughs> annoying on the mic, but I'm cl- I'm I'm basically emphasize em- emphatically clapping along with my point. It's bizarre to me and I put this in my in the newsletter briefly, but just that so many men don't seem to have the same level of anxiety around dating mm-hmm. that women do. And I, my theory is just that they weren't raised to connect their self-worth to dating. And we were. And that's so unfair, obviously. But, like, it's also just, it's very frustrating. Yeah, I'm just giggling because... Or you're a- laughing because Jeff is walking around in the back. <laughs> there's a man in the background. <laughs> in the midst well, of I'm the talking diatribe, shit about there. men, the patriarchy, and all of it. No, but Liza, I think you're spot on. It, it could, and I'm not trying to actually shit on, you know, men. I'm trying to be like, can we do more of that as women? Totally. Or, it's correct. Or what, however like way, you identify, you know? Yes, and I the think, way that yes. Date 13, sorry to keep interrupting you. No. I just feel so emphatically. The way that yes. Date 13, which if you're new, Date 13 is Kimmy's boyfriend. His name is Tony. <laughs> it's surprising because he's a ginge, but anyway. I just like to call him Date 13 maybe forever. Um, But like he and Jeff, I think, have an appropriate attitude 
which is like dating should be fun and nice and you can meet people and it's mm-hmm. good and it makes you feel good if you falling in love is nice and it, it feels good. But it's not like they don't, you know, I don't think men listen to dating podcasts, for example. However, I, we're happy you're here. We need we need to all be together on this. Yeah, we <laughs> have some insane. very solid um, male listeners. There are a few of you, but you rule. Um, That's true. Why am I calling them out? They're angels. No, no, no. If you can put up with us through this, I mean, we're lucky. We're we're lucky. Um, but still, dating is really hard for women. And Liza, I think you captured this in a question you asked. I'm fully doing a tease so that you all go to preciousgems.substack.com or go to our show notes and read the article the article oh my god we're journalists article the post it's a post and it's a really good one um the newsletter that Liza wrote she asks a question specifically about this and just the the genuine response is like that's human that's how how we should all feel about this like being human about dating but not beating ourselves up in an insane way so I don't know I just I not to just again, suck our own dicks, but that's our consumption this week only because I really think reading these, um, you know, forget our writing, just read, not, don't forget Liza's writing, but forget my writing, just reading some of the responses. mine too. (laughs) No, we hate ourselves here. Welcome to it. Um, I just, I don't know. I'm going to shout that out and also I haven't seen any new television since the last time we recorded. So, yeah, I don't know. We we all, I guess, have to think about ourselves like we're men, straight men in the world, just totally confident. I don't know. Okay. But like still sensitive. We need to bring our womanliness yes, into it too. We need um, to be the kind of men who would be willing <laughs> for the person that they're dating or engaged to to say, you have to do this interview with me right now. And they would say yes, because I know it's important to you. Like there's... there's <laughs> It's a very unique combination. I feel very fortunate. I'm sorry. But they're out there. They're out there. It's going to be okay. All right. <laughs> Jesus. All over it. Um, okay, cool. We're going to do a quick listener question from our secret Facebook group. Side note, join our secret Facebook group. It's a really lovely community where everyone talks about dating. Um, and people are cool and nice. And there's like no bad vibes. And it's very surprising uh, because <laughs> of it being on the internet and the internet being scary. But like our secret Facebook group is great. Um, so I want to read a question we got from there, uh, and and then we can do like a quick a quick chat about it. And I also have an update. Um, Ooh, I love that. Oh. I am I'm going in blind. Liza, tell it to me. Here we go. Okay. Opinion poll post from an avoidant person trying to model secure behavior. Oh, and I should say, Liza I should say we got we always get permission to read these. We always keep them anonymous. Mm-hmm. Just FYI. Um, I've been seeing this guy for seven to eight months. We have been taking it really slow because a lot of the time we've we've spent has been in lockdown. It's hard to get to know each other's friends or be very sure how we'd fit into each other's lives for this reason, as we're both very social people who really value our time apart and with our friends. So we didn't want to take it fast or get too close or codependent. In the last few months, we've gotten quite a bit closer. Last week, as a birthday evening for him, I met one of his closest friends, which went really well, and he's going to meet mine when lockdown eases in a few weeks. He then asked me to spend the evening of his actual birthday with him this week, which I thought was really cute. Um, on evening of said birthday, we had a nice evening and we're falling asleep and I turn over to face him and he had his phone open. From the impression I got of it, I wasn't specifically looking, but the next part made me suspicious. It looked like either Instagram or Bumble. He closed his phone and literally threw it away and brushed <gasps> over it. And because it was late and I didn't really say anything or acknowledge and because it was late, I didn't really say anything or acknowledge it. However, having time to process, I wouldn't want to continue seeing him if it was a dating app. He was on whilst in bed with me. 
We haven't discussed being more serious just yet, and I still have an app, so I wouldn't be hurt by him having one, but being on it well and well mm-hmm. with me just seems really insulting, and I'm not into it. Before this, I was getting on board with us and starting to be ready to move into a relationship, but this has changed my view. My natural instinct was honestly just to ghost him or tell him I wasn't into it anymore, but I'm trying to handle things more maturely, and apart from this, he has only shown me good things, very sweet, reliable, level-headed, etc. does not seem like the type to act like this. Um, so that's basically the question is what is what what should she do? Well, I know what I would tell her to do and I know what I probably would chicken out and not do. Ooh, do both. Uh, OK, so I would tell her to absolutely bring it up and ask, especially when it comes to Instagram or Bumble. The throwing the phone is weird, but there are certain things you could be looking at on Instagram. Not that he's looking at something really sketchy or or an ex, but you could just be like, oh, I'm being rude. I'm scrolling Instagram. I don't know. I am often, you know, on TikTok pretending I'm young and getting scolded in my in my own house these days. So I think bringing it up as challenging or as big of a, a leap as that may seem is not all that big of a deal. You can be like, hey, sorry, you were on your phone the other night and I looked over and you like checked it kind of quickly and I just spiraled about it. Um, I, I This may be too uncool, but this is what I would ideally say. And just wanted to check in like, were you on a dating app? I guess don't say it like that. Um, sorry. <laughs> I just, I think you need to talk about it though. Let me Let me give it a second shot. Here is, there are two ways to bring it up really directly and set some boundaries. One, you address the actual moment you're insecure about, which as I just figured out is kind of hard to address without feeling kind of like you're hung up on little details. Or two, you address like the bigger thing that's going on here, which is that you want to have a conversation about boundaries with dating apps and exclusivity, I think. You want to define the relationship. So that is actually, I think, the more strategic route to go the scarier one for me it would be easier to make an offhand comment like once I was out having a drink again like oh you chucked your phone the other night that 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 feels lower stakes because I could brush it off more easily than defining a relationship but I feel like that's the crux of what's going on here what do you think Liza yeah I mean I think that's exactly it it's like you're on this this is one of the maybe we need to do a full episode on this at some point which is like the relationship defining precipice where you're there, you're getting all of these good signals. You're spending your his birthday with him. You're meeting his close friends. Like these things are starting to happen yep. where it's like, okay, this all on paper, this is a relationship, but no one's defined it yet. Like that's a really hard moment. And I feel like the phone, seeing him on that maybe gave you this moment of like, oh, yes. I'm not okay with this being undefined anymore, which... Also, like, I feel like, just a sidebar, this listener is so mature and cool and together, and I just want to be more like you. Mm-hmm. Um, But I feel like that's what it's really about, is, like, the fact that you guys are almost in a relationship but not in a relationship, and there's these few things that you still don't really feel comfortable talking about. And I think this is a great way to get into that conversation if you want to have it. Um. But yeah, in either scenario, you just have to be like, hey, like, so you threw your phone the other night and it was weird. And I'm just like wondering what what that was about, because like, of course, I'm going to think it was something sketchy. 
you know, like I almost feel like you could bring it up with some humor and <laughs> he probably knew it was weird. Um, and then I think you really can gauge his reaction if he's evasive or if he's shady or if he's like, don't worry about it. You know, like that's very telling. Mm-hmm. But if he's like, oh, my God, like I'm really embarrassed, but I was like looking at my own Instagram. You know, <laughs> maybe it's something so stupid and he just needs to cop to it. Um, so that would be my my like very broad advice is like definitely bring it up, but also know that like this is probably the symptom of having it undefined but also being at a place where you're probably ready to have it defined true wisdom Liza Renzulli thank you for that well Um, also it was easier because I know the update should I give the update really quick you should can I just really quickly add that I wish there there was like a replay like in sports where they like draw the yellow line for where the ball landed where we could see the phone chuck because I'd have a lot more opinions where I could be like uh, yeah, that was a sketchy phone check or like 100 percent. Has this ever happened to you where someone's like hidden their phone in front of you like, like in a oh, that you're dating? I mean, yes. And like <laughs> I was about to say every day and it's not. No, not in my relationship. Is there like a chucking of a phone every day? But there's just this weird thing about a phone. I feel like it's a portal to like any of our innermost like weird follows if it's Instagram or whatever it is. It feels private even in my relationship. So I actually feel like sometimes I'm the one being like, oh no, I'm looking at those annoying influencers again. He's going to judge me for just being on Instagram. And so then I'll hide my phone. And I'm literally yeah. looking at just like some influencers that I follow. Like, really, Yeah. Really. I've had people hide their phones from me, but I just have sticky eyes. Like even on the subway, even if it's a stranger and I don't care about what they're texting, like I just, my eyes go to their phone. And so I do that to yeah. people I'm around. It's a bad habit, but it's like, so I've had people like back off and I'm like, oh my God, I'm sorry. Like it's just like a weird, like lizard instinct to dart my eyes to people's phones I'm working on it I mean but also like you're in bed or you're hanging out with someone even like in a if you were already defined in the relationship and this happened like it's actually kind of fair to be like why are you on your phone right now at any stage you know and that's what so one of our other very smart listeners commented on this post and said like maybe he was just embarrassed because he was doom scrolling and then was like oh my god I have like a, a person I like in bed with me why am I on my phone? Yeah. And update. So so yeah, yeah, basically yeah. our listener asked him, at, did ask him about it. He wasn't on an app. He was reassuring. He was really nice. They had a good conversation about it. And a second update as of today, Oh, which is um, they had the relationship convo. It was nice. Came from a good place. So I think it, I guess... She's not saying explicitly if they're in a relationship, but it seems like they're still kind of communicating and like the the lines of communication have opened, which is just really impressive. It's hard to make those steps. It's hard to be brave and talk about your feelings. So fuck yeah. Good for you. Fuck yeah. And again, like that's part of the scary thing with relationships. The scariest part and then the most rewarding part is like taking him at his word that it wasn't an app addressing it directly it's all scary it means the stakes get heightened but it's worth it because sitting there in anxiety and I don't know not not being sure or not having any idea of what happened is just never worth it um a hundred percent earlier when I was like I know exactly what I would do or versus what I would want to do I would not address it and that's not the right thing to do I would have stewed in it like a hot bath and it would have been awful (laughs) like a bath of soup I don't know gross well on that wise (laughs) and gross note no I'm just kidding on that gross note let's go to something far less gross someone far less gross Bree Springs our very favorite 
the best part of Bachelor Nation. I said it. We'll be back with our interview with her right after this ad break. Can you tell <laughs> you were, we were like your biggest fan? Sorry. We like, I was saying. No, yeah. I'm so excited to be here on the podcast with you guys because like, I mean, I want to talk about dating. <laughs> yes, we're so excited to have you, Brie, and to chat all things dating. I feel like you're the perfect guest for our podcast from the recent season of The Bachelor because, of course, you were on the show. You were a great contestant, but you were also so relatable. So even for all of our listeners who don't watch The Bachelor, um, I just I know they're going to uh, be obsessed with you as we are. Um, so thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, ladies, for having me. I really appreciate of it. Of course. Oh, we're psyched. We're fangirling, etc. <laughs> We're going to talk about all things <laughs> Bachelor and dating and all of your feelings on it. But first, as always, we like to start by asking, do you have a worst first date story? And you know what? The question really did. It caught me off guard because I didn't do as much preparing as I usually do. But I think this is a really perfect answer, honestly, because it will give a little bit of insight into how non-existent my dating life is. Um, I do not really have a worst, like a worst date story because I've not gone on that many first dates or not gone on that many dates. Um, fun facts, if this is even a fun fact, but Matt was probably the first blind date that I ever had, like a date where I didn't know the person maybe had heard about them. Um, I have had zero online dating apps. Like I've never signed in or signed up for a dating app. So that was like my first test of if I could really date um, a stranger. <laughs> I love that. I didn't realize that. And that, I don't know, I, I kind of feel like that makes it so much more interesting to have, you know, <laughs> yeah. to dip your toes into that pool. I cannot imagine if my first online date or blind date was with Matt James. So that would have been nice. <laughs> On a reality TV show. Yeah, exactly. like <laughs> with camera. on national television, everything. Oh. <laughs> it's so funny because I feel like this experience is kind of common amongst people like of our generation, sort of, to, that dating kind of like fell out of fashion for a second. We would sort of have friends, maybe start hooking up with them, maybe date them for, you know, it's just, it's all become a little bit like um, fluid, the dating scene. Yes. And yeah, it's an interesting phenomenon, like not particularly a good one, I think. I, yeah. And I've, I mean, I've heard horror stories. Like I've really heard horror stories of like, oh my gosh, I sat through this dinner and I could not sit through the dinner. Like I had to leave immediately, had to come up with a code word and excuse. Like, I think with my friends before I've done like code words, like text me the code word and we'll come get you. Or I'll call you and say, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. So-and-so has to leave the day right now. <laughs> and you say, oh yeah, I have to go help my friend. She's sick. They're up. She's hungover, whatever it is. Um, and I've, and I've heard about that. And honestly, I think I just, I crave um, human interaction in person. And so dating apps for me, I, I don't do well carrying conversations online with people that I don't know. Um, everything for me, like really is more important for me to have everything in person. So like, I'm the type of person where it's like, I'll meet people through mutual friends. And like, we start talking that way. Um, Matt was literally the first person that I was like, let's see how it goes. Yeah. That's so fun. And I completely agree. I think, a lot of our listeners write in about just the frustrations, especially during the pandemic of like becoming pen pals on these dating apps or people just with like on the other side of it, the trolls on dating apps and people being really awful in a way they would never be in real life. So we are very pro <laughs> mutual friends, you know, of course, unless you're going on The Bachelor, then we are pro, you know, blind dates yeah, forever. And I, 
And I don't really, yeah, I don't have time to entertain a pen pal. No, <laughs> I hear about the, um, the pen pals these days, especially with COVID. And I'm like, no, oh, I would just rather like be with my friends or my family if that were the case. Yeah, no, that's a great point. Um, and our other cheesy icebreaker. So it's kind of just like you can expand on what we were just talking about. But we love to ask people what their relationship to relationships was. So that can be, you know, how you were raised to think about them, how you just like view them in your life. I think it's interesting, yeah. you know, friends, family, but then romantic relationships. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've had very interesting uh, I had a very interesting relationship with relationships. Um, that's so funny to <laughs> say out loud, but. Um, I was, I've shared before that I've always considered myself to be a, um, a girlfriend girl, like I've or a relationship girl. I've always found myself in a relationship. Um, a lot of those relationships are really interesting for me because, um, they were at a really big part or period in my life where I felt like I was like growing and learning new things. Then I, I feel like I've had so much growth from the person that I was like whenever I was 18, 19, 20 to who I am now as a 25 year old. And something that's really interesting is like, I never saw what a relationship between two people looked like. Like my mom was a single mom for my entire life. So I don't know how, um, a guy's supposed to treat you. I don't know how a guy's supposed to talk to you. Um, but I do know that my mom has like, you know, instilled values in me that make me like very steadfast in relationships. And so I've always feel like I'm the one that's the most outspoken and I'm the one that's really like headstrong and dominant in relationships, uh, which might be why they haven't all worked out because I just, I change gears really quickly. Um, and I just, I feel like I'm constantly growing. So I'm needing to be challenged at like any point in my life. And that's, if that's lacking, then I'm very quick to be like, okay, onto the next, <laughs> onto the next thing, onto the next adventure, onto the next person. Um, so that's been my, my take on relationships. And something that was also really interesting is my mom had never met, um, never met any of my previous boyfriends before. Like that was something that was very taboo for us to like meet each other's boyfriends. I don't know if it's cause there was like a protectiveness involved, um, in our relationship, or if she genuinely just had zero interest guys were never a big priority for my mother. And so I think she expected that they would never be a big priority for me. Um, but now that I'm at that point, you know, I think she, we both want to be more involved in our personal lives and like our dating lives. Um, cause for me, it's really important. And something I learned on the show is like, I want my family and my partners and relationships to all integrate very well, like mm -hmm. very seamlessly. Um, so yeah, weird relationship with relationships. <laughs> Same. No, no such thing as a weird, I mean, I feel like it's like everyone's relationship to relationships is weird and therefore no one's is, you know, I feel like almost yeah. so few people are just like, I have a really healthy view of it. Everything was you know, perfect. Like I had perfect examples. I, you know, it's, it's really a rarity. It's, we it, all are. It's all different. You're right. It, it's all different. And I don't think that it's made me particularly bad at relationships. It's just made my view on them very differently. And I would say like, in a sense, it's almost like, well, I don't need a guy. I don't need a person. I don't need a man. I don't need a guy. I don't need, I don't need to be in a relationship. Um, as just this mentality that I've taken on now. So, <laughs> but I feel like that's a very healthy mentality. I know we are, you know, we have a dating podcast right now, but we're always towing the line of, you know, you don't have to be in a relationship or be dating to be happy. But like, if you want that, you can be a feminist and want that as well, you know? So, it's totally. Absolutely. I 100% agree. Yeah. 
I mean, the idea of this, this kind of segues into the next question, which is, is basically, I was thinking, I was just thinking when you were talking about introducing your mom to Matt on National V, I was thinking about how unbelievably anxious I was to int- the first time I introduced a boyfriend to my parents, which was like, I also did, I think kind of late in life. Um, yeah. Well, so, so just broadly, what was it like watching yourself date on TV? Did you like notice anything about how you date? Was it was it oh like was it hard to watch? Was it fun to watch? Like to watch yourself specifically, you know? It was yeah. It was <laughs> it was weird. It was so weird <laughs> to watch myself date and watch myself kiss and see myself so giddy. Um, one of the I mean I think what resonated with me the most is like for my friends and family who are watching it, they were like you were the same, like you were exactly the same as how you would be sitting here next to us. Like if this was your boyfriend here, like IRL, um, this is you. So that was really comforting to know that watching myself back, I was watching Brie just date. Like I wasn't doing anything crazy or saying anything that I wouldn't normally say. Um, and the anxiousness definitely kicked in whenever my family came because you are stuck in this like fantasy world of dating and everything is like moving at lightning speed. And so it was good to hear them say like, we're glad that you're taking this for what it is and you know exactly what you're doing and you feel good and you feel comfortable. Like this is exactly how we expected you to respond. Um, so that was really comforting and really, really good. And like, obviously you didn't get to see a lot of those conversations, but yeah, it was it, it was, it was weird, but also like a, a sigh of relief to know that I was the same person that I would be if you met me in real life. Yeah. And I just have to like, shout out your mom, your family. It was just amazing. That was my favorite. Like, I wish we got more of those conversations, you know. Yeah. Your other stunning friend named Brie. Brie. I was just like, wait, there's just like two beautiful like, women named Brie. Like, I'm just like. I'm- where did they put the conversation? We had such a good conversation. Uh, so heartfelt. And even like her and Matt's conversations did hilarious. Like, yeah, you didn't see a lot. You really didn't. But, yeah. And that's my dream. I wanted to see more of these conversations. Like, I don't need all the drama. I mean, I want to just yeah. kind of dive in on the relationships. Um, I mean, that's to me, it like makes it feel more normal. It makes it a little bit more relatable mm-hmm. for people because they're like, oh, thank gosh, they're they're actually looking at this through a normal lens. Like, this isn't like, oh, I'm on cloud nine. It's going to be so perfect afterwards. And, and that's what I felt like. Cause I mean, that's just, I guess that's just the show. Like if I want normal, that's not going to be special. <laughs> but Hey, I mean, what an experience. Um, <laughs> but was. I do think again, you know, you just really resonated with a lot of people watching women, watching Liza and I, because you seemed so relatable, like a real human, like, of course everyone is, but I don't know. It was, it's been a minute since I've seen someone where I was like, I want to be friends immediately on that show. So we were just like huge fans. And I'm just curious how you navigated a season that, again, I know this is just how it was shown, but there was a lot of drama in the house and the storyline centered. How did you navigate that? Like, because it was just impressive with all that going on. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's something that no one can prepare you for. Like no one can prepare you for the level of like antics and drama and manufacturing that goes along Mm -hmm. with like a reality show. And then the bachelor in general. Um, I mean, I think it was just constantly reminding myself like why I was there, because the truth is like, I really was there to pursue a relationship with Matt and And I think it was easier for me to be in situations like that when I constantly told myself, this is why you came, this is why you're here. This is why you 
chose to leave like your life behind for two months is why you chose to leave your career because, or your job rather, because this is what you want to focus on. So it was very easy for me to continue to remind myself to do that. And Mm -hmm. I went in with, I went into it with the like with the mentality of like, I think we'll really hit it off. So I went into it thinking like, I think I can make it pretty far. And Mm -hmm. I think I, it could be really promising and a relationship down the line can be really promising. So it was easy for me to just like stay on track and continue to, um, shift my focus to why I was there. And that's probably why I didn't see me a lot or see a lot of my story because I really chose to be out of it. Like I really chose to always say like, yes, I'm here to make friends, but I'm also here for, to nurture a relationship. And that's what I want to put my energy towards not getting involved in, in the antics and the drama. And it was, it was watching it back. It was not nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm actually very happy that I did not get involved in, and, in, and in speak on a lot of things while I was there. So, yeah. 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 It's go ahead. Liza. It's funny. Like, I feel like all of the people most of the people I talk to about The Bachelor which is a lot of people (laughs) want more (laughs) of that kind of mellow um connected energy because we're trying to watch people fall in love right like that's why we all go to the show and for a while I was thinking it was just kind of you know my age group or my you know I, I live in a bubble in New York City and like have a lot of friends who are my age and whatever and I was talking to my I was talking to my 18 year old cousin yesterday and told her I was interviewing you and she was incredibly excited. Oh, and um, <laughs> she's gonna be excited. Hi, Mary. <laughs> but she also she was like, I loved Brie because she just was calm and it seemed like they had a connection. And I was like, here is a cool 18 year old. She's very like hip and cool. Who wants the same thing? And yeah. I'm just wondering if you so many of the dates. I mean, of course, we know they have to make TV, but so many of the dates feel so manufactured. But do you have thoughts on how? you know, the franchise could skew a little bit more close to um, reality and focus more on the connections. Yeah. And, and what's super interesting um, is the way I, I actually listened to Nick Vile talk about this on his podcast, because somehow, some way I always ended up on an outdoor date, not before <laughs> day. If you're interested in getting to know me, do not take me on outdoor dates. Um, I don't do well. And what I thought was a really interesting perspective is like, yes, I don't want to be outdoors on a, on a date or hiking or camping on a date, but Nick made a really good point that honestly, it did feel so normal because we were just walking through the woods and talking and on a show like the bachelor, when everything is so extravagant and manufactured. And so like this, like fantasy dating world, it's hard to really get a sense of normalcy with that person. Like I 10 out of 10 would have rather have walked through the woods and pretended to camp or pitch a tent than do like a tantric yoga date, for example, which is like just completely out of my comfort zone. You don't get to talk to get to know the person like Matt and I are like standing there walking through the woods talking about like Dora the Explorer because I look like Dora the Explorer, like little things <laughs> like that, that you will miss if you're jumping off a building or falling from a plane. And that's, I mean, that's honestly how for me, it felt so much more normal and where I think like it was a shame that you couldn't see more of those normal conversations or rather the connections really coming to fruition because they had a good opportunity because of the pandemic to do that. Like we had to have a little bit more normal dates rather than those like extravagant ones. So I think, I think, I think it's a tough thing for them to balance. Like Mm -hmm. it's a tough thing for them to balance. Like 
normal dates like that feel like more realistic versus like TV dates. Like this is something that's going to be good for TV. Um, it's hard because while I loved walking through the woods, I don't think people want to watch you walking through the woods. Yeah. It's like, there's gotta I be do, some balance. But I, I guess I also just, <laughs> <laughs> no one's asking me, no one's calling uh, for, <laughs> um, for my producing, for my producing opinions on the bachelor. Franchise. <laughs> no, but I think I, and I definitely, I think I heard this on the bachelor party podcast, but Julia yeah. Lippman, I think spoke of, I've spoke about like, we just like to see like what you guys would order at dinner. Like, I want to see that. Like, yeah. actually, like, what would you order off a menu? Because that's such an early date. I don't know. Or the way someone. Yeah, and the know. little like the quirky moments too of just like, do you like cheese? I love cheese. Yes. Like, like these <laughs> random connections that you have. Um, Cause it, I mean, in my mind, it's like, that is how so much of our connection, like started growing was because of the little interactions, the little moments. Um, so yeah, they, they have a lot to balance there actually on the dating, on the date aspect. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Because you're totally right at the end of the day, we also want to see. Yeah. Know. I mean, if I was like, honestly, if I was doing all like tantric, if I had a tantric yoga date and a, what are the skydiving date and, um, what was another adventurous one that they did parachuting off the hotel? Oh, yeah. I would have yeah. been like, I didn't even get to know you. Yeah. It's just adrenaline. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's straight. It's just general. It's gen- generally just adrenaline running and you're happy and like endorphins released and everything is great and perfect and magical. But I'm like, oh, there was there, believe it or not, there's an awkward pause at this dinner. <laughs> yeah. Which again, I understand it can't be all that, but I'm fascinated by, I'm like, yeah. what does it really look like when people date and get to know each other? Which was why, yeah, your walk in the woods date was, I like watching those kind of dates. So yeah, if anyone's listening there, um, yeah. <laughs> producers. More camping dates. <laughs> I <laughs> not for free yeah you were outside and in the mud and just yeah you were the outside date woman um <laughs> I feel similarly I'd be like mm, sorry <laughs> it was and obviously I didn't want to be like snooty about it on tv so I'm like okay <laughs> like put the helmet on me it'll be fine and it, yeah. it was fun like every single time I was very impressed with how well or how much fun I had because yeah. I did not something I would do in the real world. Yeah. Um, I guess another big part, not theme, gosh, a part of this season, which has definitely be a, been a theme in, you know, the Bachelor franchise for a long time, was just the racial insensitivities. And I thought it was really powerful how the women from season 25 came together and put that statement out in support of Rachel Lindsay. And I think we're just, you know, when you signed up for this, you didn't know any of this is how the season would go down. So just how, how are you feeling about it all? Like how, yeah, just check yeah. in. Cause yeah, it was so unfortunate and disappointing, um, that that is how our season was completely overshadowed. I mean, yeah, I think it, I mean, I'm happy that it shined a light on broader issues and reality. I'm happy that it shone a light on broader issues within the franchise because, I mean, I was talking about this with some of my close friends and I was like, it's different for me to watch this back because let's say, um, different from like, I would say like, a my white counterpart, um, who is watching it back. Like you really get to watch like you, your dating, your relationship, your experience, like you get to really take it in, but this season, it did not allow us to like sit back and be like, wow, that was 
such a great experience, right? Like to have like your experience on television being overshadowed by like over-exaggerated drama or racial controversy, it makes it like, why am I even giving into this? Why am I even watching this? How is it like, how am I even supporting this? Um, So it's very conflicting at times because while I had a really great experience leaving the show, um, it, that experience watching it back was not reflective of like what happened while I was there. Um, And that was the really unfortunate part, but, you know, I've closed the chapter on it. I think it's great that a lot of these issues came to light and that the show is taking the steps in the right direction and potentially some of the women and potentially matter taking steps in the right direction to, to do better. And to like, I just think it's important for us to continue to have these conversations as these next seasons go by, because the fact that, you know, it might just get swept under the rug, like that should be alarming or that should raise issues. Like, I think we should continue to challenge the show challenge like reality tv shows to like really give it to us straight like really like acknowledge and take accountability for what had just happened Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was hard that was really hard um but again i've said this as well i also realized that the bachelor is not you know a beacon for political correctness and i'm not going to go to the bachelor to watch people have uncomfortable conversations about race like mm-hmm. you're going to go to the bachelor to watch people find love and hopefully it works out and maybe not but i think if they want to con- if they want to be successful again you know their couples i think these are conversations that they're going to have to show and that they're going to have to air and acknowledge and like really be accountable when it doesn't work out yeah, especially because it just has such, this franchise has such a huge, huge viewership. Like, I feel like it's like Dolly Parton. Like, everybody <laughs> rallies around yeah. her, and a lot, a ton, so many people watch this show. Like, it's, it feels like it could, you know, reach a lot of people that are hard to reach it if they could. just would. It could, it could reach a lot of people, and it could reach, I mean, it really, they do have um, an opportunity to be a catalyst for change, especially in the dating, like in the dating scene. And that's why I'm just hoping, like, I'm not crossing my fingers or holding my breath, but, um, hoping that they can like take some lessons away from this season. So that way people, their cast members like do feel like they were taken care of or that their cast members do feel like they were given a safe space before and after like post-filming. Yep. Yeah. hundred percent. And then a little bit speaking to just your dating life generally, what has it been like to have you dated at all post the show? Have you dated anyone who's seen the show? Do you have any like feelings about trying to date someone who's seen you date and fall for someone on TV? Yeah, one thing I will say about that is um, I think it'll be interesting to date someone who has seen the show because one of the most challenging things for me is like, while I know I was so like happy and thrilled that I was able to resonate with so many people and people. I was relatable for a lot of people. It is this weird feeling afterwards of everyone feeling like I know you. And in my mind, I'm like, Oh, do you know me? Like you don't know me that well. Um, because if I'm being honest, like I was always very cognizant of what was happening around me. So you did not see me like burping or passing gas. (laughs) I mean, I'm joking. I'm making that up, but you know, you didn't really see like my natural tendencies and habits that I would have in my closed bedroom door. Um, that's the really hard part about 
dating on a reality TV show. But um, that's, I think that's what I'd be scared about dating. I haven't gone on any dates um, yet. Maybe there will be some in my future. And I, I guess I would just hope that people just want to date me for me, not because, you know, of the Brie that they saw on TV or, um, cause let me tell you, that was like 1% of her. <laughs> yeah. That makes total sense. I'm like, oh my gosh, we like feel like we know you. We were nervous fangirls, but it's like, I know oh, we, we don't. No, like, and that's, and no, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's okay for me. I'm happy that I'm relatable. Like I'm over the moon that everyone was able to see that glimpse, that little glimpse of me and be like, she's so relatable. But that was the frustrating part is I'm like, but I wish you got to see more of my personality. Cause at that point it's like, I didn't even have a personality. You couldn't see like people laughing at my jokes or what made me laugh. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, like that. So it's like your first day at work, you know, it's like, you, it's like, you're, you're like, <laughs> you're okay, one. this is me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Ab- absolutely. So that's, I think that'll be really interesting. Like, I think it'll be interesting if someone's like, Oh, I watched the show and I saw you. i I might be a little bit turned off by that. Yeah. I mean, it makes – I'm thinking about, like, when I was dating, even just, like, did my profile give you another, you know, still pictures, no videos. I wasn't on Raya, clearly. Like, it was all just, like, a tiny glimpse of me, and I was still nervous on a first date. Like, what if that doesn't align? And now you've had people watch you actually date, have really deep conversations about your family, and yeah, that's really hard. Yes. Uh, Yeah. And, and, And that is me though too like that portion is me like I um I like I want someone with depth I want someone with substance so if that if that translates to people and they're like we saw you have those hard conversations we want to be a part of that um then I'm I'm obviously like I'm open (laughs) because that that is how I would date um normally like I think I was definitely in there to like be very realistic like what do you think about this? What's your two-year plan? What do you think about that? Um trying to figure out if this is my person or not in the short amount of time that I was given so yeah yeah. Also, sorry, are you in New York? We should have asked you this earlier. I am. <laughs> okay. That's so I'm exciting. Okay. I'm, I'm in LA, I'm, but Liza's you're in, in LA yeah. and Liza's in New York. Okay. I know you just said you're living in New York. I'm visiting um, for a week. So I'm visiting okay. with my close friends and I haven't been here in in years since before the pandemic. And I just, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. And it's a good time. So lively again. Yeah. yeah, things are finally kind of starting to feel a little bit more normal. And it's also the outdoor dining. There's a lot of good stuff happening. Nice. It's so nice. I love yeah. it. That was like the best thing to take away from COVID is like restaurants doing outdoor dining. Because yes. I personally love outdoor dining. I love sitting outside, even if it's cold outside. Like just give me a heater. I'll come with blankets, yep. bundle up. I'll be happy. I love 100%. that. So just before we let you go as kind of a wrap up, what do you, what do you, if you could kind of wave a magic wand and change one thing about, about modern dating, about real world dating, what would it be? This is going to be a unpopular opinion. <laughs> yes. Good. Um, I would want, if I could wave a magical wand, I guess I'd want people to rethink dating. Um, I would want people to think about like really loving yourself and focusing on yourself first and getting yourself to a place where you are the best version of yourself before you feel rushed um, or pressured to jump into a relationship. I think so many times we are told like all of these fairy tales, these love stories, and we're giving these we're given these very um, unrealistic versions of what it's like to date, um, take the bachelor for instance. <laughs> um, and, and that's, 
and you know, relationships are tough and they require a lot of work. Um, and I think first and foremost, it requires a lot of work individually. And I think if I had to like pinpoint why any of my past relationships didn't work out is because, you know, we're not the best versions of ourselves on either sides. Um, so it's like really focusing on what you want for yourself, for your life before sharing your life with somebody else. Um, cause I think all too often young women are told like, oh, I want a boyfriend or, oh, I want a partner. Or, oh, I want this. I want that. But it's like, at what point are we told, like, you should really just date you yeah, and really focus on yourself to get yourself to the best version of yourself, of yourself. And I think that also would make dating a lot more successful. Could not agree more. Like that's an amazing thesis. Like listen to free everybody. <laughs> that's what we've been, well, I don't know. We're, we're older than you. We're in our 30s and I look back at my 20s I was single my entire 20s mostly like no serious long term and I look back and I'm thinking about how like I I don't even know if I wanted a boyfriend but I was always whining about it because it felt like I was supposed to be in these relationships because my friends were and I look back and I'm so grateful I wasn't for those years in my 20s and that I was doing these situationships or whatever I don't know or I should have just honestly been getting right with myself. I did some therapy if that ended up helping, but you're so right, Brie. Well, and I think what's so tough about saying that now is like, what I realized too, is a lot of women do get to a point in their life where they're like, okay, well, I've focused on myself this whole time. And Mm -hmm. now I'm looking for someone and they're all taken or they're all gone. Like where are the good men out there? And so I think that's like something that is going to be really tough to balance, but at the same time, it's like, whatever's meant to you or meant for you will, will find you. And, um, I mean, I like, I saying that now, even though I've been in relationships like the past few years or for however X long, um, but now I'm like, I just, I, it's a struggle for me. Something I've always struggled with. And I was like, I want to be single. I want to know, like, I want to know myself when I'm single. I want to know what that looks like. I want to know this type of Brie. Um, and so far it's been good. And I just, I don't want to rush anything or jump into anything the way I've done in the past. So yeah, just a little less in learning. So good. So watch me be, um, 30 and I'm like, I want a boyfriend and I can't (laughs) find one. We'll see. (laughs) No, that was, this is like, and then we started this podcast and it happened. So (laughs) you can just start podcast. You can come on, be our dater. (laughs) Maybe it's it's also like waving a magic wand and everyone being comfortable, like being like not feeling pressure to be in a relationship. Like Mm -hmm. what about independence and what about, you know, but I would just really blow, throw people for a loop. So (laughs) no, I think it's good. (laughs) But also like there's so many amazing examples. Kimmy's great at reminding our listeners and me about this. There's so many amazing examples of couples who found each other later in life in in the world right now, like Kamala Harris and my biggest celeb crush right now, Doug Emhoff. You know, like that. He's, you know, they're uh, out there. Oh my there. God. And he is a wonderful man. Yeah. I so it seems. It's absurd, <laughs> the, the crush I have on him. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, it doesn't, <clears throat> we're also, we're also taught about timeline and the pressures to be in relationships. And, you know, it, it's so in, in, like instilled in our head from such a young age. And everyone finds their path in the time they find it. Yeah. That's what the mon would be is like, let's not put so much pressure or let's not have this thought ingrained in us that we need to be with someone to be happy. Um, that's going to take a lot of time <laughs> to realize. Um, just unpopular opinion, but we'll see. No, we're speaking it into the universe. Okay, Brie, we are so 
glad that you came on. Thank you so much for making time for us and chatting with us. This was so lovely. Um, no, thank you so much. I'm, it's so refreshing to not have to talk about um, my experience on The Bachelor. We just, we touched on it, but I'm so happy to be able to touch on these things um, in greater detail. So really appreciate it. Thank y'all for having me. Totally. Everyone's going to appreciate your intense wisdom on non, <laughs> um, dating and being a human. And we're so grateful. Thank you so much. Awesome. Thank and you. And Brie, where can everybody find you? Sorry, just real quick. Yes, of course. Um, I have an Instagram at Brie Springs. Perfect. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll link it. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you guys.